When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode of the Auburn Live Show Recruiting Edition, also known as the Devil Freaking Pod. I'm your host, Jeffrey Leeson, your recruiting editor for Auburn Live on Three. If you're not a member of that site, dude, you are missing out because we were we have been killing it, and we've got the best recruiting information. Um, uh, and uh, you need to join us. Hey, and right now it's free. It's free for a week. Get signed up. Come join us. Price out. If you don't like it, take off. You'll like it though. I promise. Hey, this week I am joined. We got a lot to talk about. Joined as I always am. I'm a two cohorts. I'm out of breath, dude. Whew. Uh, that was the most exercise I've had in a long time. <laughs> hey, Cole Pinkston, how the hell are you, big dog? Oh, man, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Hey, Couldn't be better, huh? And Mr. J-Head, how are you, J-Head? I am doing fantastic, brother. Fresh back from vacation or sabbatical, as y'all phrased it last week on yeah. the show. And we are at my favorite time of the year. We are on the precipice of hypotheticals. You know what I mean? Where it yes. can go either direction for the season, for recruiting. Everything is up in the air. It is the season of opportunity right now, boys. And I'm excited to talk about it on the show with you tonight. One opportunity Auburn took fully advantage of on Wednesday evening was the opportunity to, opportunity to secure the commitment of four-star edge Wilkie denied. And they absolutely did. And it was a huge commitment for Auburn, much needed. I mean, we're going into Big Cat this weekend. It's been slow. I wrote in the War Room on Wednesday that, you know, it's, this month started out huge. You know, you had Jeremiah Cobb commit on the 1st of July. You had Carmelo English commit three days later, and you're going, okay, here we go. And then all of a sudden it was yeah. one guy after another after another, and it was just everybody was going elsewhere. And, you know, the tone on the corner, our message board on Auburn Live was, Ho hum, you know, and and, and I, I think we all agreed. It, it we kind of didn't blame them. No, not uh, not at all. So Auburn really needed this one, man. Edge is such an important position in this class for Auburn, with everybody except for Dylan Brooks leaving. Actually, I think Joko Willis has now moved over there, but you know, true edge guy. Now we'll, we'll, let's talk about Wilkie Denod. Talking about true edge guys, we neither one of us believe Wilkie Denod is a true edge. He's six foot four. He's two hundred and fifty pounds, um, and that's right now as a seventeen year old. Cole, what's your take on this Wilkie and where he could project best? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think he's a true edge either. Um, but he, he's good enough to play edge if that makes sense. So yeah. uh, he's a versatile guy, and that's why, why his his value is so high. Uh, like we talked about Keldrick Falk earlier, and, and he's similar to him in, in that he can play down on the line or he can play edge. I think he's going to start out at edge with Auburn, just like they recruited him. Yeah. Because he's got a really good get off. And um, I, I think that's the main thing they're looking at going, you know, even though he is on the heavier side of the edge position, 
His get-off is good enough to be able to do this. His length is very good, and that's something that you have to have as an edge. It, length is like number one. you got to have it, or you're not going to get separation from, from blocks. So he's got that. Um, and if he, ever, if he gets in a college weight room and he puts on another 10, 15, 20 pounds of muscle, which he has the frame to do it, then slide him down, use him in both spots. He's got the versatility, and I think that's why he's such a big uh, you know, addition for Rock Bell and Tony and for Auburn. Jay Head, you agree? 100%. And let's look at this from a roster management standpoint. We're having to, in this class, take a large number of edges, which presents you problems moving forward looking at that puck, okay, because now you've got potentially four to five edges in one class. Well, if you take a versatile guy like Wilkie, who potentially grows into a defensive lineman similar to a Marcus Harris, you know, similar to other guys, Kobe Wooden that we've recruited at that position, well, that takes out some of that log jam because now you're moving one piece in the edge room now down to the defensive line, and it creates more opportunity in future classes to bring in other edge players. But Wilkie, in and of himself, really great player. I think he's the number 69 player in the state of the talent-rich state of Florida. Yes. Now, let me tell yeah. you how talent-rich Florida is. He's 69, and he's a four-star. I think in the state of yeah, Alabama, right. and this is the most heralded class ever, there's only 24 four-star players, five four-star players. That tells you yeah. how deep the state of Florida is and how important it is to make connections in that state. Wilkie is a fantastic start for us in that state. He's a great player. He fits what we need. And like you said, this is a big win for Rock Bellantoni. We needed an edge. We're going to get one. Maybe we get another one by the close of the week. But this is a fantastic start for him. Love the yeah. uh, the recruitment of Wilkie. Now, go ahead, go pipe in. Jay, I wanted to add too, Jay Head. You talk about him being from Florida and from that talented state. Mm-hmm. And when I was writing an article the other day, uh, something I do sometimes get off on a tangent, looking at other things, other stats, and things like that. Auburn's got only five scholarship players from the state of Florida right now, and I thought it was Damn. more than that. That's five it? or six. Five or you six. You are kidding yeah. me. I know. You're I was. I was thinking the same. And uh, but yeah, that, that's that's why they've made such an emphasis on that state. It's like, man, it, you got to you got to start getting some more players from there. Start building that pipeline back, okay. you know. So that yeah. that's why that's another reason why Wilkie Denod is such a big addition. Wilkie Denod, the number three sixty two overall in the on three consensus, the number thirty nine edge, and the number sixty eight. Sixty eight. Okay. You got sixty nine on your mind. You mm. to get out of that gutter, Jay. Yeah, head. Get out of that. Jay Lee. So. <laughs> I think y'all. Uh, I think y'all planned that joke beforehand. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it worked out pretty sharp. It was a softball. <laughs> Wilkie was a was a big get in so many ways, and that we talked about Keldrick Falk from here in Alabama, an hour away uh, from Auburn. He commits to to Florida State, and then you've got Wilkie Denod, an hour away from Tallahassee, or whatever driving distance from Tallahassee. I don't know what what the location, what the locale is compared to Tallahassee. But he commits to Auburn. But, you know, to get him away from Florida State, to get on the board of a guy that's really versatile. And um, now here's the here's the kicker with Willie, Wilkie, excuse me, Willie, Wilkie. He told me he's still going to take his visits, which he told me last week he had four official visits scheduled. He's going to take Auburn, Penn State. He's going to go to uh, Indiana for the Ohio State game. He's going to Tennessee for the Florida game. And who else was it? Florida State and Clemson. Going to all four days. He wants to see the game day experiences. Man, I'm telling you what. I, look, we talk about Auburn needing commitments. We'll take your commitment. We don't care what happens next. We feel like we're going to be good enough to hold you. 
but just get in the boat. And, and that's, that's what I think the Wilkie was looking at. Let me get my spot at Auburn because that's where I'm 99% sure I'm going to go. And then let me take my business and have a good time. I don't, I, didn't, I don't have a problem with it. Not at all. You're 18 once in your right. entire life, and you're a prospect as talented as Wilkie denied. You deserve an opportunity to see as many places as you want to see. You know what I mean? And then let the chips fall where they may. But I'm with you. And on the flip side of it, you mentioned this in your piece. It creates buzz for us, recruiting juice. We've been stagnant for too long. The coaching staff knows it. We know it. Yes. They get some buzz starting today. Does this acquiesce into more buzz as we move into Big Cat Weekend? What happens there? What happens after that? This is just one of those pieces that we absolutely had to have to create that stir on the trail that you need moving into the season. Just imagine the other side had Auburn missed out, had Auburn lost it, lost out to Florida State. Just the the perception, the negative perception, and you know the the tone was already you know kind of <clears throat> low amongst Auburn fans with recruiting. So this would have been catastrophic when it comes to attitude and and, and buzz and momentum. I and mean, Auburn needed this one, man. I really uh, I talked to Wilkie about Rock Balantoni. This kid, this guy's ne- never coached a game at Auburn University, not as the ed- edge coach. Uh, but, man, he has made a big difference. We've, we've been talking about Rock, yep. and he's made a huge difference on the on the yeah. recruiting trail. And I wrote today in the uh, – I think it was behind-the-scenes piece, but Rock is – yesterday. Uh, Rock is uh, – <laughs> I mean, if you've ever met the guy, he, he's, he's, he's the dude down at Sam's Club, you know, checking your car. <laughs> yes. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, his his personality his, resonates with, with everybody just about. Come on in. How y'all doing? Let me see your card. Okay. He got the blue vest on and everything. He's just a nice guy. He's likable. I can't imagine anybody saying anything bad about him or or having ill feelings towards him. He's just a really good dude. And it resonates with the, with the kind of guys that you want to recruit. And Wilkie did not obviously was one of those guys. Wilkie's very smart. He's going to be an early uh, enrollee. So uh, big on all fronts. I think you can't find anything wrong about this kid. Jay head. Not at all. Look, is he the perfect player? Absolutely not. Does he have some growth and development that he'll need to make in college? Yes. Is his ceiling exceptionally high? 100%. You know, so you're not taking a finished product here. Like Cole said, there's some developmental things with his body. Does he become a defensive lineman? Does he stay on the edge? But this is just big for us from a need standpoint. He fits the character of the player that we want on this team. Mm. He has the skill set athletically of what we want. And there's no harm in creating some recruiting buzz. We all know that. Especially heading into this weekend, if you've been under a rock, no uh, pun intended there on Bell and Tony, <laughs> Auburn is hosting its Big Cat event on Saturday, July the 30th. And I think we've got close to 40, maybe even 50 names confirmed coming in. The momentum gained from Wilkie Denod certainly will carry over into Big Cat weekend. We're expecting multiple commitments coming out of there. Of a couple of 2024s, maybe more, uh, at least a 20, another 2023. And then after Big Cat, you've got Connor Lou next Friday announcing between Auburn, Georgia, and Clemson. And you've got J.C. Hart, the local defensive back, announcing around August the 10th. He hasn't set a date, but he said the first week of school. So a lot of opportunities for Auburn here. But let's start this weekend at Big Cat um, where we've got – a lot of big names coming in. I mean, uh, Bo Hughley, the uh, offensive tackle commitment to Georgia is coming. Jelani Thurman, the tight end committed to Ohio State is coming. And this is just the 2023s. Uh, 
you've got three Colas, the offensive line group coming in. Jatavia mm-hmm. Shivers, Janoris Wilson, Tyler Johnson, uh, Braden Joyner, of course, will be there. A lot of Bison big Lang. Bison Lang was another big add. Um, Auburn's pushing for him. And so a good group of, uh, of Ashley, offensive line. Ashley, Ashley Williams. Williams. Oh, yeah. That's who, uh, yeah. So in, in order to keep this momentum going, you're going to, you know, 2024s are going to be nice. Don't get me wrong. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to be pleased with a 2024 commitment, especially if they're four-star guys and have yeah. SEC and ACC offers. Absolutely. No. But you've got to have some 2023 buzz. And I think the best opportunity for Auburn is Ashley Williams from Zachary, Louisiana. He's a four-star edge. Now, he's more of a prototypical edge goal, wouldn't yes. you say? Yeah, yeah. He's got that uh, much, much leaner frame right now. Needs yeah. to probably add some weight. But, yeah, he's like 215, 220 with a 6'4 frame. So, different type. And uh, definitely you want different types in this group. If you if you stood Ashley Williams up against Wilkie Denod, you would say, there's an edge and there's a Kobe Wooden. Yes. Yeah, right, right, right. right. So uh, something to keep in mind. Of course, Ashley Williams, less than two weeks ago, or maybe it was three weeks ago, just committed to Nebraska. Um, and Cameron Linhart is another edge that could be a big – it's almost like Auburn and Nebraska have Ashley Williams and Cameron Linhart from IMG Academy, and one of them is going to get one and one of them is going to get the other, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I feel like at this point – Nebraska's going to get Linhart and Auburn's going to get Williams. And I think it could happen this weekend. I don't have any concrete intel. Nobody's, you know, I'm not backdoor channeling with Ashley Williams or anything, setting up a commitment. I just think it's a very real possibility. I talked to him last week. And, you know, Cole, you talked to recruits. You can kind of hear that little excitement in their oh, voice, yeah. Yeah. the, the yeah. tone in which they say it. Um, so I think he is the most likely 2023 guy to, uh, to make a commitment. And then the 2024s. Several big dogs, especially from in the state of Alabama. Big dogs, man, um, coming in. We know the two quarterbacks. Well, of course, neither one of these are in state, but the two 2024 quarterbacks, uh, Adrian Posse, four-star from Miami. Yes. Air Nolan, four-star from Atlanta. Yes. Both of them are very high on Auburn. And I'll tell you, let me tell you something about Posse, man. So he came to camp back in June, yep. right? Earned an offer. I didn't think much about it. Yeah, when, I, not the same way. Yeah, Miami's way. Miami's getting whoever they want, especially from down there, especially a quarterback under Cristobal, right? Yes. And so um, then he he was coming to Big Cat. And I was like, oh, okay, well, was, you know, okay. He's going to be another guy who comes up here, has a great time. He's probably going to come back for an official visit and love Auburn and see you later. <laughs> so when uh, – your face kills me, bro. <laughs> when uh, that's what the girls say. Hey, hey. So for him to be a possibility to commit to me, when I learned that, it was shocking to me. Yeah. I was expecting yeah. Air Nolan. Me too. Or, or at least wouldn't be surprised by Air Nolan. And, and so when I heard that Adrian Posse was a possibility, I was shocked. And AU three hundred two, he's been all over this. The, the shocker that that to me was shocking as well as we'll get to Connor Lou in a minute. But that yeah. was two Jelani Thurman coming in. There's yes. some big surprises coming in. But Posse is. Uh, have you have, they, have either of you two watched his film? I have. What, what yeah, you, I have as well. What you got, Jay? Head? What do you think about him? Prototypical Harson quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's probably got the strongest arm of any recruit in the quarterback room that we've recruited to this point. 
stronger than Brock Glenn, significantly so in my opinion. Probably yeah, a little bit stronger arm than Holden Gurner, um, but similar. Very, very good at a young age at being able to be a thrower of the football. And I mean being able to change speeds, being able to put some RPMs on it when he needs to, being able to change to like a three-quarter delivery and take something off of it to a degree, moves well in the pocket for his age, shows good pocket mobility. So very impressed with his sophomore tape. Now, we'll see how he matures in, matures into his junior matures. year. Matures. <laughs> I went off with Chip Lindsay on you right there. <laughs> but we'll see how he, how he grows and develops. Um, he's still a very young quarterback, but impressed with what I've seen early. Um, very fluid throwing the football. I think it's a fantastic pickup. If we're able to get him this coming weekend, I think it'll be a fantastic pickup for us. Um, specifically, if you were trying to land two quarterbacks in 2024. Yeah. Cole, what, what's your thoughts on Posse? You've seen him? Yeah, man. He, first of all, he's just big. I mean, he's like 6'4", 230 already yeah. going into his junior year. So he's got that prototypical, you know, um, quarterback bill that you like. And uh, if you can get a big quarterback like that with a strong arm, you can work with that pretty much anywhere you go. So. But he does. He's got it. Like Jay Head said, he's got pretty good touch on the ball already too. And uh, sometimes when you got those strong arms, you worry about the touch and and being able to put different trajectories on the ball. And I think he does. And you know, got some accuracy issues to clean up. But other than that, he's he's still young. He's still working through it. And I actually pulled up his profile while we were talking here. I just some of the offers I didn't realize he's got Arkansas, Miami, Notre yeah. Dame, LSU, Ohio State, Texas A and M. I mean, it's going to come. It's going. It's going to come down to Miami, LSU, and Auburn. Yeah, he's a blue chip, four-star quarterback, very highly regarded. I think he's in the one fifties yep. or one sixties, I believe, Correct. nationally ranked, um, and probably the number twelve quarterback. I think if that's right, not yeah, exactly. Yeah, he is. He 13. is in the one fifties. Thirteenth. Yeah. Okay. Twenty eighth in the state of Florida, overall. Which is huge, and that's not just. The state of Florida, that's South Florida. Right. And yeah. which is right. as talent rich an area as you are going to find in the continental United States, maybe yep. just short of Atlanta. And those are your two hotbeds. If I'm talking metropolitan areas, those are your two hotbeds where you want to build relationships for sure. And how about yeah. having a, an elite quarterback from down there where wide receivers are bred? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If, if if you get a guy like him from from his area, from his location, and he's a quarterback, that's that's a good recruiter for you right there. I mean, it's it's different with other positions. With quarterback, they got some they got some say in, in who comes with them. You know, if you don't believe me, ask Arch Manning. Okay, oh. <laughs> yeah, right, right. The, the former number one player consensus number one that's player. That's true. That's awesome. true. Yeah. ESPN dropped him, I think. Yeah, I think they dropped him to number two. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, what does Tom Luganville know? Who cares? <laughs> another 2024 guy we're going to be keeping uh, tabs on is Amon Lane, the four-star defensive back from Moody, Alabama. Big Auburn guy, big family guy, big family, big Auburn family guy. And um, we, we we think it's he, he's going to be ready to pop on Saturday. With another, you know, getting an in-state four-star DB uh, will be huge. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh Really, I, I like – I don't know – you guys can attest to what kind of player he is. I know what kind of person he is, and he's exactly the kind of person you want in that locker room. You want 85 of Amon Lane's in there. Uh, Cole, yes. have you seen Amon? 
You seen him play? Yeah, Did you, you know, see him in the seven oh seven. I I I watched Moody. No. I don't remember. I I didn't realize he was with them actually at the time. Well, you don't really he, watch the DBs in a seven on seven, do you? Yeah, right. Unless right. they intercept or PBU. Right, right. Uh, but you know, just talking to him, man, his his passion about his top two schools that he told me about LSU and Auburn. I mean, it's a no brainer that those are his top two. It's a no brainer that Auburn's in there because his family is so tight with Auburn and been around Auburn for so long. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's, he's got sort of a chip on his shoulder with, with the way that Auburn is and, and wanting, he made the comment to me, he's like, yeah, you know, I would want to beat Bama, that kind of thing. So I thought that was interesting too. And, um, uh, you, you know, you don't, he doesn't have a lot of highlights right now. He played a lot at Thompson. Um, you, you can see his highlights. You can just see him, you know, not making huge plays, but being around the football, making plays on the ball, things like that. I think he's primed for a really big year. And, and as far as I can tell from talking to people at Auburn and people at other schools, seeing him in person is where they go, yes, that's a legit pro- prospect yeah. right there. Yes, sir. So, had you've seen him. Video. I'm very impressed. He's got a really great frame and build like Cole said for a cornerback. Uh, fluid hips. Like Cole said, he doesn't have a lot. Like from what you're looking at from a highlight reel, it's limited right now with what he's been able to put on tape. Yeah. But exposed to a fantastic high school in Thompson High School that's just put out Power 5 prospect after Power 5 prospect. And to my understanding, he was, you know what I mean, able to go toe for toe with some of those guys that they've had in that program. I mean, he, he wasn't giving up an inch. Oh yeah. yeah. If that's the case as a sophomore, what's he going to be by the time he's a senior? And well, like Cole said, he, he tapped into something where he said the kid's passion. All right. If yeah. the kid is, is this, that passionate and if he happens to pick your school, what kind of recruiter do you think he's going to be for you as a peer recruiter in that class? He's the kind of guy that's going to be a Damari Austin's out there on Twitter, championing Auburn every five seconds he can recruiting other guys in that class. Fantastic cornerstone piece if you can get him and an Adrian Posse in there early because, like Cole said, quarterbacks have sway. But then you also add somebody who's got the swag that Amon Lane has. Yeah. What does that do for a guy like a Kavion Henry, a big mm-hmm. defensive lineman from Leeds It's also going to be there? What does that do for the Burnett kid from Andalusia, who's a fantastic running back? Do they get in his ear? So it's, those are the two pickups that can be dominoes for Auburn especially from the quarterback spot. But then, like you said, a guy with the personality of Lane, he's in there recruiting for you guys. It can be trouble, man. The it 2024 can't. class, it, imagine the relationships that are going to be built on Saturday when they're doing these fun things, they're playing these games, they're all messing around and uh, you know just goofing off and, and getting to know each other on a personal level. There are going to be relationships that last at least for another year and a half and you talked about – I am going to read – I don't want to go through the whole list. You guys can check out the list at Auburn Live on 3, but some of the more notable 2024s, you mentioned Kavion Henderson, Jeremiah Beeman <clears throat> is another big defensive lineman from Parker and uh, Birmingham. Yep. Who, who did you mention uh, as a running back? Burnett Jam- out of Andalusia. Yeah. Jer- J- Jamarion Burnett, stud. Yeah. Sterling Dixon, he's a maybe. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Would be fantastic. And I've seen that kid play personally. He's, he's a fantastic edge player. Obviously, Alabama just offered, so that shook some things up to a degree, as it should. Look, that's sure. an offer he needs to consider. But I think in the end, you know, Auburn's his dream school. If uh, we can yeah. show confidence this fall and continue to build that relationship, Rock Bell and Tony stays employed as the defensive end slash edges coach. 
I think that's one you're going to reel in. I yeah. honestly believe that. Me too. I think I think the Alabama offer was uh, uh, not coincidence on the timing. No. I think no. without that Alabama <laughs> offer, he comes. Yeah, right. He comes to Auburn this weekend and commits. I'm not putting it past him that he doesn't. Sure. Because this dude loves Auburn and he yeah. loves Rock Bell and Tony. He loves Zach Etheridge. Uh, yep. Sterling being from Mobile, so. He is another guy to keep an eye on this weekend. Uh, Jaden Lewis, four-star defensive back from Aniston, is coming. Uh, Sterling Dixon, Jamari Burnett, Amon Lane. Quay Birdsong from yes. Pitt County. Yes. So, linebacker. I'm going to get to the linebackers in a minute. Uh, and then some unranked guys, but guys who have power five offers. Cameron Coleman, Phoenix City. Jaden Coleman, Phoenix City. Keon Dunlap, Enterprise. Malachi Harris, offense, big offensive lineman uh, from Aniston. And Xavier Lewis from Dillard. All those yeah. cats will be there. And uh, all of them have multiple Power 5 offers. I, I think the the lack of a, a early spring junior day is going to be made up this weekend. I think there's it's an elite list of juniors coming to, uh, to Big Cat. As far as the 2023s, I wanted to hit on a couple of more. Uh, we talked about the uh, commitments going to be there. Bo Hughley, Jelani Thurman, Ashley Williams, Derek Hunter yes. is another one. Keep an yep. eye on. Auburn hasn't offered him, but probably just wants to, to, to check him out, see him in person. Um, and could, uh, if they offer him, I would imagine him. He was a JUCO guy. He swears to Keith that he's got three years left. I, <laughs> I still don't know how that works, but whatever he says. Vice <laughs> um, and Lane, Jatavia Shivers, the three offensive linemen. Uh, Marcellius Pulliam, Cole's big dog. Yeah. He's going to be yeah. there. Yeah. And I, Auburn is putting the full court press on him. And I don't. He hasn't shown any indication that he could commit. But man, this is big cat. We've all we, we know what can happen. I mean, these kids are going to get around each other that afternoon towards the end. They're going to get up there, and you're going to see some kids get up in front of the group and say, "I'm committed to Auburn University. Who's with me?" And uh, so you never yeah. know what can happen. So he, he would be a guy, kind of like Sterling Dixon, to uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, as far as this is getting off topic a little bit, but I just got some. Uh, some stuff as far as another linebacker to keep an eye on in the 2023 classes, Alex Sanford from Oxford, Mississippi. He is committed to Arkansas, uh, okay. but Auburn has uh, been keeping an eye on him. I think they could start trying to get into the mix with him. Alex Sanford is a, is a name to keep an eye on at, okay. um, at linebacker. Uh, moving on to next week after we get through with Big Cat will be uh, – all eyes will be on Connor Lou and yes. his commitment – he is down to Georgia, Clemson, Auburn, and Miami. And, I mean, anytime you can win a, a battle with those four schools in it, you're doing something right, man. Will Friend has been very active with, with Connor. So has Joe Bernardi. So has Steven Ruzic, who has a lot of ties in uh, Georgia. Uh, Brian Harson has been involved. They, Jay, you know as well as I do, they think this kid, he's a, he's a on-three consensus three-star. He's, he's a three-star on-three. Nobody I talk to that knows shit about football thinks this kid is a three-star. He's criminally underrated. And when I put together my list of Auburn targets and how I would rank them, he was number one on my list of guys that I would want to land. Number one, the physical attributes, 6'3", 280 plus, plays with excellent leverage and just has that nasty streak anywhere. He loves to finish out. <clears throat> This kid is a linchpin like a Reese Dismukes where you can build around him, okay? Yeah. You yeah. need that leader in your locker room, okay? You need that leader on your offensive line. 
he can be that guy that gets everybody else in line, makes all the calls, and just has that mentality that you want throughout your offensive line as far as physical. We're not taking shit from anybody, okay? <laughs> that's, that's his mentality. I love it. I love the way he plays on tape. He just got a big boost. If you look at his own three ranking, he went from an 86 to an 89. He's on verge of a four-star with, with own three. He's been moved to an own uh, four-star with 24-7. Rivals is the one that's kind of lagging behind here. I feel certain that probably by the time the season starts or after the season ends, he'll get his well-due bump with them as well. So expect him to be a four-star, and even if he's not, He's a blue chip player to me. There's no question about that. Yes. Yeah. Cole, you, you like him. I think I've mistakenly called him a four star before when he was a three star and now he's moving up closer to that range. But uh yeah. So apologize for that. I think I was called out for it a few times on the thread back a few weeks ago. But anyway, yes, I do anytime you have a guy that, that has wrestling in his background or anything mm-hmm. like that, yeah, they're gonna understand leverage. And it makes for really good offensive and defensive lineman. Nick Coe was a guy that was a wrestler that he came in and he knew what to do. He he knew how to get under the pads of somebody. And he knew how to get off of blocks. And that's just part of, you know, learn how to use your body in wrestling. So this that full body strength, you know how to use every muscle. I think that, that bodes well for Lou. And, and man, he's not just strong. I, there's like a couple clips on his highlights where he's, he's running down, playing defense, running down ball carriers. And, uh, you know, shoestring tackling from behind, and it's ridiculous. And you go, man, this guy's a three-star? No way. There's no way. Look, but you look at his offer list, too, and you go, that's that's a five-star offer list yeah, right there. 100%. And listen, I read something or heard – actually, I was listening to a radio interview the other day where they were talking about who's the, Earl, who's the Georgia offensive line coach compared him to. He compared him to Ben Jones, a guy Ooh, that was oh, All-American yeah. at Georgia – a guy that was a longtime NFL player, and he's got a Ben Jones type frame. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I can see that comparison one hundred percent. And if you be Ben good Jones comparison. at Auburn, man, we I, I'll we, tell you what, we have to go with. Tell you what I liked about him, Jeffrey, when we talked to him that day. He was on his official visit. He he's a well spoken guy, and he had a lot to say, but his facial expression was stone the whole time. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he? That's just, he's just kind of business like that way. I think I think that that probably bodes well with a guy like Brian Harson too. I think they're a personality fit on that level. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just straightforward. Uh, yep, this is you know telling you exactly what he's thinking and uh, not changing anything about my expression or you know <laughs> emotion, like, but in a good way. Yeah, Connor Lewis is going to say, "Watch." That's what he's going to say. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, don't, uh, don't line up across from me. I, you're in trouble. Yeah. Why? <laughs> you you get Wilkie denied it, which Auburn has done. You get an Ashley Williams. You get a Connor Lou. You get a J.C. J. Hart all before the start of the senior uh, the season. You now have doubled your class in about three weeks. Yes. Up to the eight commitments, which we all specifically said Auburn would be at. <laughs> I said eight. <laughs> y'all said six to eight. Yeah. We all said eight somewhere, right? Hey, the median is eight, big dog. The Dude, median said, is eight. I've said eight the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's don't forget about uh, the kid who visited earlier this week. He's another edge. He's from Africa. His name is Joshua. Mm-hmm. Joseph, I, I think. Yeah, Joseph, Joseph. 
My dumb ass went I said, Mupoyi. I said, is it Joshua or Yashua? I was trying to be all fancy and shit. You know what? Like, yeah. I'm well traveled. Oh, you know, good. it's probably not Joshua. He said, Joshua, actually, dude. it's yeah. Joseph. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just said Joshua again, didn't I? You did. Okay, yeah. Right. Joe, is it Joseph or, or Joseph? We said McElderry. <laughs> well, yeah. we love you, McElderry. Come back. You just give us something to talk about. Let us talk about Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, Maybe he'll come for a game or something. Mamupoye. And he is from Africa. He came. He's from D.C. area. He's a lot. He's really raw. But, again, we talk about the prototypical edge. Mm-hmm. That's who. That's what I would pick. He's very long. I think he's got like a seven-foot uh, seven wingspan. He yeah. loved Auburn, and Auburn loves him. He's another guy to watch at the edge position moving forward. Of course, Ruben Bain, Quay Russell, we know those guys are going to be there until the end. Auburn will always have a spot for both of those guys, but yes. they want to go ahead and get some of these guys on board, man. And I, it's kind of been uh, – I don't think they started out that way. I don't think – like we said last week on the show, I don't think Auburn realized how much the February shit hurt them. Sure. Yeah. Because everybody was coming and visiting and saying the right things, and then it was just one after the other. The dominoes were falling, and it wasn't falling in Auburn's direction. So, hey, let's let's pivot. Let's get some of these guys on board, and let's hold a couple spots for these these elite guys. We'll always have. At the end. I mean, they, we 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 all know that this class is basically unlimited as far as numbers goes, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. just about. Uh, but, but, as long as you're underneath the eighty-five, it is right. I mean, that's where we're at. If you stand underneath the 85, you can take as many as you want. Right. And I think off the top of their head, the coaching staff thinks, okay, we're going to have somewhere between 25 and 30 openings. Probably. That's probably what we're looking at. No reason to be judicious with our selections right now. when We can get two high end edge potential, I mean, potential edge prospects. If we're going to take four, why not get some guys in the boat right now? Why not get two? Yeah. Why not get two? create some momentum? Yeah, especially when you're talking about a guy like Ashley Williams, who yes, he's raw, but look, his upside is Quentin Groves. That's oh, what shit. he looks like in high school. Now he doesn't have the bend that Quentin had, but he's got, he's got frame, the get off. That frame, that get off. That's what he looks like. His Q Groves from, you know, what I mean the sip. R.I.P. R.I.P. Q. R.I.P. Oh yeah, awesome right. dude. Love him. Yeah. Love Quentin Groves. Um, speaking of roster spots and. Uh, roster management. Auburn added two guys to staff this week. Yes. In Cole Brown, Brown, the assistant DPP, D- director of player personnel, and we Sam Beckenstein. Yep, that's him. And uh, Justin reported that. I, what was his title? So Sam, Beckenstein, I believe, is going to be the assistant director of player personnel. I think that's going to be his role. Oh, was that, I'm sorry. I, thought, I said Cole was that. Well, you may let me look at Justin's story real quick, and okay. I probably can tell you. Uh, okay, Cole Brown will actually be the new assistant director. He'll be the assistant DPP. You're correct, Jeffrey. Coming from the New York Giants, previously was the DPP at Michigan State. Uh, working underneath Mel Tucker, who obviously is as hot as a firecracker right now, um, and somebody that really capitalized on the transfer pool. And I think that's probably where they're going to use Cole Brown's eye is to be able to accentuate and leverage that transfer portal. You know, if you're able to scout and evaluate in the NFL and do it at the highest level for a multi-million dollar owner and all the pressure that's involved in that, 
you're probably going to be pretty good at figuring out which transfer players are going to be able to accentuate and help you. Um, and then Sam Beckenstein is a guy that cut his teeth under Nick Saban at the University of Alabama, is recently with the Miami Dolphins. You know, a, our new general manager is bringing in guys that have done it at the highest level, that have done it at the college level, building out that valuation staff. I mean, I just think they're great moves, and I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say as far as it's concerned. Yeah, I, I think they're. Um, to me, you got to have you got to have a more of a business flavor with these things because of how the the landscape of college football and college football recruiting, more specifically, is changing. Uh, you got to have some guys that know how to run things like a business oriented uh, deal instead of just you know, oh, I got a good eye for talent. That's one thing. You got to have people like that too, but the guys running things, the guys that are in charge of others, you have to be able to say, okay, this guy might be worth this NIL deal or this guy might be worth this. That's just where we're at now. You have to make those valuations on your own. I agree. And beyond that, I mean, I think it just creates more opportunity for guys like Darren Usher uh, to do other things. Yeah. And it, that's right. not a shot at Darren as far as player evaluation is concerned. I think he's very good at what he does. But there's so much now that goes into recruiting that people don't understand. There's the mm -hmm. communication piece where you're constantly going to have to be on the phone with these kids. They're setting up official business, unofficial business. I mean, in and of itself, arranging photo shoots each and every time these kids are on campus and everything that goes into the logistics of what these guys do, it's insane. Yeah. So having somebody there to just handle the evaluations and a team dedicated to that frees up people to do the other parts of recruiting that you need in an enterprise of recruiting right now. I mean, it's not – look, this isn't like back in the day. You know, you remember when you had a recruiting coordinator and mm -hmm. it was the field staff and you had like one guy doing, you know, some dark room about you. Had, you had one GA on offense and one GA on defense. Now every coach has got its own GA. Yes. There is – it, take, it takes a lot, man. And if you want to compete, especially in the SEC in recruiting, it's going to take a lot. Uh, we, we've seen the, the staff. We've seen Joe Bernardi's name several times. We've seen all these guys. Uh, Ruzik, we've seen Usher. We, they're all working together on, uh, on getting this done. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Drew. Fabianich. Fabianich. I think it's Fabianich. An another yeah. set of eyes, man. Cole, another set of eyes. Uh, watching film, identifying talent, looking at personnel. Roster management. Yeah. This, this to me, is not one of those situations where you can have too many cooks in the kitchen. I think you need as many people as possible so not one person is spread too thin on, on different tasks. If you got one person on one task all the way around, eventually it'll be a well-oiled machine. I agree. You know, and, you know, these aren't interns being promoted. These guys are coming from the Cowboys, from the New York Giants. You know, the, yeah. what would you yeah. say, the Dolphins? The Dolphins. Yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously, you know, our DPP and uh, Ruzik, Stephen Ruzik, he's been exposed to multiple Power Five programs. I mean, North Carolina, Ole Miss, several other big-time programs. So you're not talking about guys that are slouches at what they do. Right. But does this speed up the process of evaluation and get it to our coaching staff of these are the guys that we need to target? You know yes. what I mean? 
this is what their value is. This is who we should be targeting. This is who we should go after. And in the day and time where we are now with the transfer portal, if you're not first, you're last, in the words of Ricky Bobby. There you go, man. That's right. So a lot going on in Auburn, especially with the season upcoming. I think football practice will start in the first week. I don't think they've set a date yet, not that I've seen at least, but I'm expecting I think Alabama's going to do August the 8th. Maybe that week, that second week of August, I would think. Um, but we got, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Next week, we are going to do the Shrivel Pod Friday morning, so be aware of that. I'm going to be coming back from Alaska. Mm. <laughs> but we will uh, we will be recording early Friday morning. We'll try to get it out as soon as possible. We're going to have a lot to talk about. We're going to have some commitments to talk about. We're going to have Big Cat to talk about and uh, a lot going on. Connor Lou is going to announce that day, so we'll have a lot to talk about next week. Uh, how about you this week? Yep, I got oh. one. Oh, okay. I got one. So I'm going to go with Kimasabi. Yeah. Yes, sir. He made a fantastic post on Marcellus Pulliam. For those that have not read it yet, get into that. Okay. Very detailed as far as what he saw on tape, why we should be excited to add a player of his caliber, and even paired it with the fact, like, look, if you can get a Pulliam, who's a fantastic Mike, look at, and Mike linebacker, and maybe flip a Lewis Carter. That is an outstanding first class for Christian Robinson. I mean, an outstanding first class. I always yeah. forget about the guys, but you know, CG Allen, Gabe Harris is another edge mm-hmm. guy. There'll be a spot for, I'm sure. Uh, so oh, you have any yeah. how about you's? Yeah, I do. I got two of them. We go with Eagle Seventy and Fear the Thumb. Oh. Those are my two this week. Oh, Fear's been on on fire lately. Yeah, he has. He has. I have. Uh, let's see. I've got the Wolf. He's deserving of a of a how about you swinging Albie. Oh, oh swinger. yeah, swinger. He's a swinging Albie. Music man, thirty four twenty four man. Big how about you to him. Been going through some stuff. Been sharing mm. with us. We appreciate that. Uh, always thinking about your music man. Bunker reject. Big how about you to Bunker reject man. And this is gonna. Transition into my Dingleberry of the Week, but I'm going to come back to Bunker Reject. Bunker Reject, Bunker Reject, big how about you? Anybody that's a reject of the Bunker is more than welcome over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chattanooga Tiger, big how about you to him, and big how about you to B-D-I-N-A-L, Benanol. Ben- I don't know how you say it. All right, Benanol. I got a couple of posts of the week. I've actually got three posts of the week, man. Uh, y'all tripping, so... Uh, again, uh, y'all tripping, so uh, let, let me let me just so when, when I posted uh, Connor Lou was going to announce it was going to be these four schools, and I was mm-hmm. like, my guess is all my guess is Georgia, in-state school Georgia. Auburn's not going to beat in-state Georgia, right? No. Uh, well, so you, I was like, yeah, bro, you're just kind of going with the way it yeah. was the way things were going at the time. Sure. It, it's not not against and, you at all. I wouldn't say I, I made that post, and and, and 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 Bunker Reject came on there and says, I don't think so. And I was like, you know, uh, WTF is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> he came in there slinging it, man, swinging it. And uh, so big, but anyway, so so in reference to me, and so later I come back, I think it was about a 12, it might have been the next day. And, and I was like, I take that back. I was shocked. Uh, it's not a done deal, but it ain't a done deal with Georgia. Right. And so, y- y'all tripping came on there and was like, snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. But I kept changing my mind. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Oh, and then uh, today we had two posts of the week. Uh, Lord George 
uh, I think this was yesterday when I posted, or the, the Tuesday when I posted about my, uh, Keith and I both posted our uh, predictions. Lord George said, FSU denied. Auburn denied. <laughs> it read a lot funnier. No, uh, it is. It's good. And then, and, and then in, the same, in the same thread of, of where will he choose, uh, Obliterati was like, Wilkie or Wonky? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a great dad joke. Obliterati. Uh, Dingleberries of the week, man. I'm starting with Jeffrey Lee. Son of a bitch, he had a rough week, dude. <laughs> Dingleberry. But it was. So back to the Connor Lou stuff, I posted it without even checking with anybody, with any sources. I was like, you know, hey, my guess is Georgia. Dumbass. Uh, shouldn't have done that. So big Dingleberry of the week for uh, for Jay Lee there. Uh, also, uh, of course, Kimisabi, uh, even though he gets a high voucher, he's, he's will always be my Dingleberry. And then uh, Danny Archer. Oh, oh, hey, hey. Which, which we're okay with that. I told Danny, me and him, with the Dingleberries this week. Um, in my in my thread about the war room on Wednesday, I had not mentioned a year for Adrian Posse, and people immediately uh, went into this mindset of uh, he's going to reclassify. Jay Lee didn't put the year in there for a reason, and I was like, oh, you know, ten minutes later, I was like, hey, shit, my bad, dude, man, no, nothing to do it, man. But Danny was like, oh, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Um, so uh, Danny Archer, big Dingleberry of the week with Jay Lee and Kimasabi, and I tell you what, man, female dog of the week. It, it's so much easier to run a message board when things are going right. You know what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But female dog of the week uh, was come to me uh, multiple votes for Amen Corner. Yeah. Let's go with this. Put Jay Head as an honorary member there for female dog of the week for my prediction of Connor Lou to Georgie be- Georgia before I went on vacation. All right. I deserve to be the female dog of the week for that. Okay. One. All right. Hey, self anointed. Yep. Self-anointed female dog of the week, Jeffrey Lee, Jay Head. Uh, I'll take the Dingleberry Award. You can have the you can have the female dog, Jay Head. Appreciate yeah, you, man. Can't stand them female dogs. Hey, but, look, um, that, that's that's to my heart right there. We uh, <laughs> we appreciate everybody, man. We love it. We we love our message board. We got a good group, good group, really good group uh, of posters and fans, and uh, pretty logical sometimes. I mean, I, I understand the frustrations on a lot of these people. Uh, uh, and, and I understand people trying to see the positive in, in, in things. So I, I don't have a problem. Uh, I feel right. like nobody right now is on the cusp of RIP. I really no. don't. I think some of the female dogs have uh, balanced it out. Yeah. I really do. And again, just don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. That's basically our rule. Don't be a dick. Right. Uh, but, hey, we appreciate everybody. We love it, man. Well, we appreciate y'all listening and tuning in and, and subscribing. And if you're not, again, Auburn Live on three, seven-day free trial right now. Tribes for free. This is a great seven days to try it because I promise you won't be disappointed. Uh, listen, look, look for us next week. We'll have a call-in show Tuesday night. Cole and J-Head and Zach will uh, will man the, uh, the call-in show next Tuesday night as I'm out catching me some trout. And then we will return Friday morning with a shriveled pod. Uh, so everybody look forward to that, man. Hey, by the way, go to YouTube and, and, and subscribe to us. We're like three people away from 2000 and yep. we get absolutely nothing. So I don't know why I want you to, but it's just kind of like, it made me feel good. That's OCD. You know, OCD, I can't stand being like 1,997 subscribers. No, I agree. I agree. Three people, man, three people subscribe and then let me know and I'll get you. How about you next show? There you uh, go. Definitely deserve it. But anyway, thanks to everybody, man. We appreciate it. Uh, look for us next week for Jay Head, for Cole, for Zach McKinnell there back in the back. Stay out of the left lane. See you.